Hey, 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 this is Jess. Welcome to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where I am talking style, pop culture, wellness, and whatever else I feel like discussing this week. As per usual, I'm going to start us off with a fashion tip, which I don't know if this is just a rant that I feel compelled to go on or I don't know who this is relevant to, like if you become massively successful and this opportunity presents itself, I just need to get this off my chest, okay? So hear me out. So I feel like this became a more prevalent practice when reality TV became more of a thing, but I just need to say that a clothing line is not for everybody just because your stylist dresses you in the latest and greatest and people think that that makes you a fashion girl, I hope you know that that's not necessarily true. Like you can yourself have style or you can yourself partner with a stylist who can pick out really cool things for you to wear and the buck stops there. Like I know how to do my own makeup pretty well. I can't do other people's makeup. I know how to do my own hair pretty well. I can't do other people's hair. You may know how to dress yourself pretty well, but it doesn't mean you need to dress other people. And I'm really fed up with seeing the girls get on their Instagram pages, wearing the latest and greatest, not necessarily always designer, but like styled down. And then they come out with a clothing line and you're giving your thousands and thousands of followers threadbare synthetic polyester rayon blends and shit does not adding up. And then what makes it even worse is that like we never even really see you wearing this shit. Like I'm not going to call any names. If y'all have been paying attention <laughs> um, to social media, y'all have seen it yourselves. I just think that's crazy. I'm not, as someone who has worked in the fashion industry and still kind of does, I understand everybody does not have the access or the capability to like put out a high-end line. Like everybody can't put out, you know, Fenty, um, you know, um, Rihanna's designer label under LVMH. Nobody's expecting you to, but you should at least be able to give people something that is on par with your personal style, or we should at least see you wearing this shit that you're trying to get other people to buy. Like, it's messed up to me that you have all these people buying these cheap-ass clothes. And when I say cheap, I'm not talking about price. I mean, poorly constructed, like, not good clothing. (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't even really have a competitive advantage. It's stuff that people could get literally anywhere. A lot of y'all are selling these same things. And, like, people are helping you buy your very high-end or, like, awesome in whatever, you know, measure wardrobe. Like, that's crazy to me. And it's almost, it's kind of insulting. And then I also want to say, like, If you're ever in a position where someone wants to style you, please understand that being a stylist does not mean like playing dress up. It does not mean, oh, this is really pretty. Let me just put this on somebody. If you're a stylist, you have to have an understanding of human anatomy. You have to have an understanding of fashion design, the way things fall on certain bodies, 
the way certain fabrics don't work with certain body types. Like, please do not let these people just play dress up on you because then the clothes are wearing you and you look kind of weird. Again, I'm not going to call any names, but there are some people out there who have these people who fashion themselves as stylists, but you really just look like someone played dress up in your closet. Like you gave someone a shit ton of money to just put some designer clothes on you that don't really look like you. And I think that's also kind of why... I don't feel super compelled to, or I don't feel bad about not owning a lot of high-end designer clothes because I feel like it's actually really limiting. Um, when you go into those stores, it's like, I don't know. It, I don't feel moved by a whole lot of things. And I just, I can't understand like what the draw is. And then you do end up looking like a lot of other people because high-end designer clothes are extremely seasonal. There isn't a whole lot of variety like within the store. So if you say, well, I'm going to go wear Fendi, cool. You're going to have 3,000 twins because everybody wants to wear Fendi, which no tea, no shades of Fendi. I think Nicki Minaj's collection was super cute. But don't feel super pressed to keep up with the Joneses in that regard because there are other ways to express your style without doing high-end designer stuff and if you are ever in a position where you can use a fashion stylist let it be someone who is actually really skilled at not just dressing themselves but dressing other people and dressing diverse body types is this really easy to dress someone who's tall and like wayfish and you know very thin it's very different when someone is expected to dress someone with a more complex body. So just things to take into consideration. Please do not let social media lie to y'all about this stuff. And please do not like, if you're ever in a position where someone offers you a clothing line, just consider whether or not that's something that's really in your wheelhouse. Because some of y'all faves be having y'all out here looking crazy. So that's my fashion break for the week. I will be right back. Stay tuned. Alright, so I'm back. I wanted to just have a kind of casual conversation with you guys just to check in a little bit um, on where I am with my wellness journey, especially like post Valentine's Day. Um, if you guys have been following along with me on Instagram at NotCarrieBradshaw, shoot your girl a follow if you have not already. Um, I have been talking a lot about finding joy in being single. And I included a little bit about how I arrived at this place in the newsletter that went out last week. So I wanted to give my podcast audience a little bit of history. Um, this time last year, I was in a really, really, really bad place um, mentally and emotionally. And I guess you could also say spiritually, um, the person who I thought that I was dating, um, or who I thought that I was working towards a relationship with, spent Valentine's Day with someone else. Um, and I found out about it via social media, and it was devastating, and it really shook my whole world up because it's a person who I've known for a really long time. And my initial shock and disappointment I, I think kind of turned into these thoughts of how did I get this so wrong um, because I really really thought that he was serious about me and 
you know, someone who you've known for a really long time, um, who has tried to pursue you before and you finally like give them a chance, you think that it's a safe space to at least get to know each other and be honest about where you are and what you're doing and where you're going. And that did not happen. Um, and it was devastating. It altered a lot of my friendships, um, which, you know, I, I don't mind putting out my business to an extent, but I don't want to put anyone else's business out there like that. So I will just say that there are people in my life who I will never look at the same because of, um, their participation in that situation. So the ending of that relationship, for lack of a better word, was completely devastating for me. And I think, you know, life is not easy for anybody, but sometimes when you struggle with depression, you encounter things that you feel like are going to be your undoing. There are things, you know, you feel things very, very deeply, or I'll speak for myself. I feel things very, very deeply. So Mm -hmm betrayals and things of that nature hit me really, really, really hard. And um, they make me question humanity, you know, like how can or why would someone treat a person who they claim to care about with that level of disregard? And I think when it comes to having standards in dating or in romantic relationships, it can be extremely challenging to have standards because when you see that the person isn't meeting them, you have to have the confidence to walk away. And you have to have the confidence to walk away knowing that you're not missing out on anything. And you also have to come to a place where you accept, where you have to accept this person does not care about me in the way that I care about them. And another thing, another useful tool that I came across Um, on season two of one of my favorite shows called Sex Education on Netflix. Um, This couple was having a conversation after they'd kind of broken up, and one of them wanted to get back together. And, you know, the guy said to the woman, you're just not ready for the kind of intimacy that I'm looking for. And I wish that I had had that tool or that I had had that verbiage to kind of tie that relationship off there, to close that book off there, to not personalize it, to not internalize that pain in that way, which I think is just a part of the healing process, but to just say, this person is not ready for what I'm ready for. And to have the faith and the confidence that there will be someone who is. Um, But because of the way that that relationship ended, and I say relationship does not really fully, I still don't fully know what makes a relationship a relationship. I think relationships can be relationships even if there's no title it doesn't necessarily mean like that was your boyfriend fiance husband whatever but there was a relationship there so that's why I'm saying that but um I think the disappointment and the humiliation and the sadness that I felt initially was intended to force me to face some things about myself um that I think I've been kind of ignoring it's been really hard for me for a really long time to look at my romantic life um, in the same way that I look at everything else because it just seems like it's too damaged to really look at. I used to just feel like that's just an area where I am going to always be a failure. Like, romantic love has... I've never been that girl. I've never been 
the girl who like all the guys were after or all the guys had a crush on or I can only remember a few times in my life where I've actually had like a lot of or where I've knowingly had a lot of choices in terms of who I dated um and it was very short-lived so I've just never been that person who's always in a relationship and when I look back on the few relationships that I have had in life they were not as good as I thought that they were back when I was in them because I've learned so much about myself um you know just getting older moving to New York spending more time alone and having to really face some very tough things about myself because I really had to stop and evaluate what am I doing um not necessarily what am I doing wrong because I don't think that when a person breaks your heart that it's necessarily your fault but if you keep encountering the same kind of person the same kind of heartbreak the same kind of relationship you have to at some point look at what role you're playing in allowing it, in receiving it, in participating in it, in attracting it or whatever. And I kind of have issues with the whole, you know, you attract blah, blah, blah kind of thing because it's like homeless dudes be trying to talk to me, like dudes who fully have no fucking teeth. And like, what am I doing to attract that? You know, so that's sketchy with me, but you know what I mean? I think If the same thing keeps happening to you at some point, you have to stop and say, okay, is there something that I'm doing here? Is there something that I can do in my reaction? Um, And since moving here, I know, and being in therapy, I know that at one point I was afraid to say that I wanted to be in a relationship because I was afraid of rejection. And then I got over that and I had to learn to be okay with the person not wanting what I wanted if I told them that that was in fact what I wanted and at this point I've had to learn to be okay with a person lying to me about what they want um and that's just a level of deception that I was never prepared for but again it forced me to evaluate why it is that I keep seeking or giving people a chance who are emotionally unavailable who are inconsistent, who do not consistently make me feel seen or safe or heard or appreciated. And I really had to start digging very deep. And this past year has been extremely challenging in really coming to terms with how I've sold myself short a lot and just kind of feeling like I didn't, I wasn't very deserving of the kind of love that I actually really wanted. And I had to really start journaling and meditating and having some really hard conversations with my therapist about past relationships. And she had me actually go back and um, journal through each significant relationship that I've been in in my life and kind of noticing a pattern and also seeing that at the ending of all of those relationships, I've always been vindicated. It doesn't necessarily mean that the person has always come back and said, I'm so sorry, I was so wrong. You know, I think that's everybody's like fantasy of closure is that this person just has an epiphany and realizes how wrong they did you and apologizes to you and begs for your forgiveness and you get to reject them or something. Or maybe you want to actually ride off into the sunset with them. I don't know. But that's people's like fantasy of closure. But for me, um, and I'm going to be really honest with you, in most of my relationships that have ended, that is what happened. They Guys always somehow 
even like years down the line will come to a place where they realize like, oh, wow, I really did have something there and I let it go because I was insecure, because I wasn't ready, whatever their reasoning was. Um, And that kind of vindication does feel good. Don't get me wrong. But getting to a place where you don't even need that from the other person, um, because I can honestly say that by the time they came around to apologize to, you know, beg for my forgiveness, to, you know, want for another chance. I didn't really need the apology. I didn't need the vindication. I was completely over it. So I said all this to say that a year later, I am so incredibly grateful um, for what that relationship led me to do in my own life, Um, that it led me to a place of real healing and acknowledgement of a lot of the pain that I have suffered um, in the pursuit of romantic relationships. And that's what kind of makes being single a state of insanity because I think women are conditioned to believe that our worth is somehow tied to our romantic status. And then you go out and you try for that or you give people chances and it doesn't work out. And then you're made to feel like the asshole when it doesn't work out. You get made to feel like you're somehow damaged or, you know, you can't keep a man or that there's something wrong with you. And I don't know you. Maybe there is. But a lot of times there probably really isn't. That's just what dating is. They all relationships will fail until one doesn't. And that's what we have to become comfortable with. Um, but this Valentine's Day, I spent it by myself. Um, I took myself to a crazy indulgent dinner. Um, I got paid three times. Like, you know, I had like a great day and I just felt incredibly grateful for that and incredibly reflective because to the date last year on Valentine's Day, I was just an emotional wreck and felt like the pain that I was in at the moment was going to last my entire life because it was that significant. And I'm just so grateful to be on the other side of it. And I'm so grateful that that relationship did not work out the way that I thought it was going to. Um, I think it's a good idea if you have suffered a lot of heartbreak um, that you have maybe gotten over like there's a difference between getting over something and healing from something time can make you get over anything but actually healing from it um because those things do affect you they do scar you they do add weight to your spirit like you walk around with a certain amount of heaviness when you have not actually healed from something that you have just gotten over So I would advise that you go back and journal through those um, relationships, look for any patterns and look for, you know, how you want to handle things differently moving forward and really arrive at a place of knowing that you're okay with or without. Um, And also like really being okay with the fact that you have standards and you don't need or want to settle for somebody who does not do for you the things that you know you really need. I think sometimes we know what we need from a romantic partner, but we're too afraid to say it or to live in that truth because it seems too fantastical that anybody can actually be that. (laughs) Well, at least I know that's what my struggle has been. It's hard to have standards. Like, 
if I wanted to be married to just anybody, like if my goal was just to be married, I could get married tomorrow. Like you can get married when you can't get anything else. But if you actually want happiness and peace and fulfillment in your life, that takes time to find. And that is okay. So I said all that to say, um, please don't ignore the way your romantic life impacts your mental, physical, emotional wellness. Um, Another thing I learned about myself is that my sleep tells me everything. If I can't sleep when I'm dealing with you, something is not right. And I can't ignore whatever that something is. Um, So again, I have learned a tremendous amount about myself, about what I want, about what I absolutely cannot take. Um in this past year and it's been incredible it's been incredibly hard growth is hard but growth is worth it um I like to say that it's kind of like if you've ever watched any kind of like cartoon or whatever where a person somehow becomes a giant and they're growing 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 and no one else is growing around them so they're just like up in the clouds by themselves sometimes that's what growth feels like Um, you start to kind of grow beyond people who have always been there, who you have always known and loved and trusted. And at some point you arrive at a place where you see that they have not grown, that they are not capable of loving you or supporting you in the way that they always have or in the way that maybe they never have, but you made excuses for. And it's incredibly hard to outgrow people who you love and who you trust and who you admire. Um, and that has been really hard as well, but it's worth it. Um, it's worth it to prioritize yourself in that way. And I think that's why people kind of intentionally don't grow beyond where they are because it can be really lonely and you kind of don't want to abandon the only thing that you've ever known. But if the only way of living that you've ever known hurts you, you have to. So, That's my wellness check-in. That's me kind of letting you guys know where I am. Um, I'm not going to pretend that every day is a breeze where I am skipping through fields of daisies. Number one, because who would do that? Like, bugs are real. Um, (laughs) But, you know, every day is not a cakewalk. But I would much rather be on this side of things than on the other side of things where I was, like, constantly questioning and worrying like where is this person are they serious about me do they really care about me and you know I think when it's right you don't have to question I think when it's right it just works so that's where I am I hope that Valentine's Day was good to you I hope that you are good to you I hope that you're taking care of yourself that you are prioritizing yourself and just know that there is a whole community of bad bitches who aren't settling for men who treat them poorly you are not alone even though it will feel that way a lot and if a person is not giving you what you know you need in order to feel that the relationship compliments you it's okay to walk away being single is not as scary as people make it out to be especially if you got some money so with that being said y'all send me some money (laughs) okay um Like, comment, subscribe, review, follow. Make sure that you are signed up for the weekly wellness newsletter. Um, I have a new YouTube video that is going out along with this podcast. So make sure you check that out. The link is in the episode description. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.